Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Megan Griffith's latest film, I'll Show You Mine, tells the story of Priya Sura, an author who found breakout success when she wrote a memoir about her abusive father. Since then, she has made a career out of exploring her own trauma through a feminist lens. Recently, however, she has been finding it harder and harder to have an emotional connection in her writing. In the midst of all of this, she decides to ask her nephew by marriage, Nick, about his own history of exploitation as a gender non-conforming model and a pansexual poster boy. And it goes from there. This is a very well-acted film, engaging, provocative, and in many ways, very, very sexual. The film is called I'll Show You Mine, and we're joined today by the director, Megan Griffiths. Megan, welcome to Film School Radio. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. Congratulations on the film. It is for people who enjoy the art of of getting to know a character, getting to understand their situation, conditions, and the way these two very different people play off of one another. It's it's just so well done. Um, what inspired this? Well, it was a script that I that was shared with me by these writers that I had been uh, on a project with in the past. Their names are David Shields, Tiffany Loquet, and Elizabeth Searle. They had been working on this project together. And then when I read it, it just really sparked my interest. I just felt like it dealt with a lot of conversations and topics that I had, uh, that I was interested in and wanted to learn more about. So it offered this opportunity for me to really dig into these themes about trauma and the impact of what happens to us in childhood and how it sort of reverberates out through the rest of our lives in various ways. And so I just was really attracted to the themes and the characters. I thought they just were people I wanted to spend this time with. Yeah, and this idea, this connection of trauma, sexuality, identity, the impact, the ripple effect it has on our lives in ways that we 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 think we know, but we really don't quite understand the impact that they're having, and sometimes takes someone outside of ourselves to understand it. Yeah. Um, it is it is so much more common than it is uncommon in the human condition. So we don't often find the opportunity to explore it. And I love the way that the film explores it. There's a lightness to the way that the writers, I mean, obviously it goes to some very intense places as well, but there's also a lightness to the material and to the way that the material was brought to life by these two actors, Casey and Porna, um, that I think makes it just like, it just gives you a way to dig in that isn't somebody told me it was a movie about trauma that wasn't traumatizing to watch <laughs> and i just love that because i feel like it's so important to not drag people back into that such a dark place you know let them have uh, a way to experience this and really think about it and how it might relate to their own lives that isn't uh, too damaging yeah i love that it is a film about trauma without being traumatizing uh, you mentioned the actors. Uh, let, let's talk about uh, Porna Jagannathan as well as Casey Thomas Brown. Uh, they are essentially the heart and soul. They are on screen. I think. I think 
practically from the first thing we see in the film. Well, why did you cast them? What what was it about? What did you find appealing about them as performers and, and in their in their past performances? Well, I had initially, I think my first exposure to Porna was um, when she she did an off a completely off camera role for an episode of Room One Hundred Four called The Internet um, in season one, and I just thought her performance was so wonderful in that that I started paying attention, and then of course she's everywhere because she's such a prolific actress, um, and so she was. I just thought she was brilliant in the night of, and never have I ever, and I just was. I was really excited about the idea of her because I think she brings something to the screen that felt very Priya to me, like this curiosity, this intensity, this um, analyticalness um, about approaching subject matter. She sort of has that in her as well as what's in the character. So that just felt like a natural fit. And then Casey was someone who we were introduced to. Mel's, uh, Mel Eslin, who produced the film, a friend of hers had read the script and said, this character is Casey Thomas Brown. You have to meet with him for it. And, and so the dots were connected and he and I met over Zoom. And one, he's one like a lovely human. So I totally fell in love with him as a person, but he also just had all this interesting understanding of who this character of Nikki was and how uh, and his and the history of the character and the character's sexuality and he just brought his own lived experience into so many elements of it and I just thought um, both of them would really elevate the material and bring it to places that you know we couldn't get to just on our own me and the writers and the contrast in the characters is very interesting Priya is very She's measured, she's intelligent, she's she's about achieving a goal. She has something in mind. And Nick is, I would say, the pansexual surfer, kind of the, the, <laughs> the but there is there is a vibe to him that seems so unforced and so natural in this performance. That's the thing that impressed me was how lived in he that that character felt. I agree. I was so um I think, you know, as we started, we, we shot this film in a very condensed period of time. It was only a seven day shoot. And so each day we would basically tackle one of these scenes or more, sometimes two of the scenes. And so in the morning we would, as they were going through sort of their bare bones hair and makeup process, we would talk through the day's work and they had been, you know, looking at it the night before and we had done a lot of this in prep also, but the work that we did on set every day was so interesting to me because they would come in with ideas. So some of the stuff that they were doing in the scenes were new ideas from that morning and new ideas that were sparking within the scene because we I was trying to give them a lot of flexibility and freedom to explore things because given the the parameters of the movie and how contained everything is. I just wanted to make sure there was always something interesting and exciting going on and surprising even to me and them. So Casey, this is these are conversations that I feel like he would probably just be having in his life. He brought an understanding of them and a comfort with them to the character so that he was able to just sort of uh, take in all this sort of information that he was supposed to be delivering and then infuse it with all this uh, lived experience and personality and, and sort of joy, joie de vivre, you know, <laughs> you know, it just that sort of element that he has in life of uh, charisma, I guess, you know, to this character. And and yeah, I just, I really was so pleased at, at how natural both of them made this conversation feel. And I think as it, there's a little nerves at the beginning, 
which were, you know, we were first, start, that was the beginning of the shoot. So that existed yeah. off screen as well, yeah. but it kind of lends itself to the nerves of both of them knowing they're going into such an intense weekend of conversation. And then it sort of dissolves as you watch and they become so comfortable with each other. I, I could not agree more. The, the The tension at the beginning is completely appropriate to the character and the, they both have agendas although one's much less apparent than the other. I mean, we we're, there's a stated agenda at the beginning of the film. So she's praised putting together a new book and she's looking for ways to, as I mentioned in the introduction, ways to kind of reconnect with what, what made her so successful. And Nick seems to be just so completely like an open book. But there's also, and again, this is the beauty of the film, is you drop in kind of, I think it's the middle of that first a day or first part of the first conversation, I should say, where he drops something in the middle of that conversation that becomes very important. It's sort of for people listening to this, be paying attention. But I mean, there's you give us things along the way, these breadcrumbs as the film progresses that I, I just really, just really thought were great the way you did it. I do want to let people know we're speaking with uh, Megan Griffiths on uh, the film we're talking about. Um, is this wonderful new film called I'll Show You Mine, and it is opening, well, it's opening in New York City at the Cinema Village, as well as here in Los Angeles at the Arena Cine Lounge, and you'll be in town on Saturday for a Q&A, is that right? Oh, yeah, me and the two of the film's producers and the two stars will be there for the Q&A on Saturday. Yeah, and uh, this is also a production of the Duplass uh, Brothers uh, production company, Mark and Jay, they are very, very busy lately. I've, I can't tell you. There's like three or four films that have come across my radar that they're either in or they're or they're producing right now. So they're they're doing a lot. So and they're always great. I love everything that they've been a part of. Yeah, um, they're very uh, they're very prolific, and they're also incredible about reaching back and lifting their fellow filmmakers up along with them. They've just been such a meaningful part of my career to, and so I was really happy to have this. This is the first feature I've been able to do with them. Although I have worked on films with Mark, um, like your sister's sister. And I was around for some of his other Seattle projects that he's done. So we've known each other for a really long time, but, but yeah, it was really great to be able to collaborate on a feature. I think the first production that I have had anything to do with for the show, I believe, Safety Not Guaranteed, I think yeah. was. And uh, I love that film. It was one of my, just, I still think about it in terms of you know, not only the cast that was he was able to assemble, but just the idea it was so well done. But yeah. I also want to talk about someone who was a part of, you mentioned filmmakers, well, Lynn Sheldon, and how what kind of an impact that she uh, has had on your your career and sounds like as a friend as well. Uh, I worked as a first AD on her first feature film, We Go Way Back in 2005, and we remained friends and collaborators all the way through the next 15 years um, until she very sadly passed away um, unexpectedly and way too soon. Yeah, this film is dedicated to her because of the fact that um, number one was made in a way that felt very reminiscent of uh, your sister's sister and all sorts of projects that she had made in her early career. Um, that element of curating this great crew and safe bubble for the cast. Uh, and it also dealt with topics that I think she is, uh, she would have been very excited about and really interested in. You know, she and I had a 
collaboration that we didn't get to ever see through, but we wrote a pilot together for a project that was about polyamory. And so digging into that topic was really fun to do with her and taught me a lot about sort of that that world. And so I just, I can only imagine how she would react to the topics in this movie. And I think she would just be really, um, I think she'd be so into it. And just the performances. I always called her stuff performance porn because it was, there was so much good performance stuff. If you like watching that, it's like all up your alley. And so I think this has some of that element. Oh, I, I, I couldn't agree more. Um, I, I loved her. The, I think it was her last film, Sort of Trust. I just love that film. Uh, and Mark Marin, who obviously was a big part of her life. Terrific, terrific stuff. I'm so glad Mark has m- made that jump into film. He's just just done great stuff to Leslie and some other stuff that he was, yeah, he's been great. Absolutely. One other element in this, and I don't know if I've given it enough run here, but there is a lot of sexual tension in this film. A lot. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> Wherever you're coming from, where whatever part of the universe of sexuality you're coming from, th- this is loaded for that. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's definitely both these characters um, are. T- I mean, they're having these very frank conversations about sex, their sex lives, and their sexual past, and their uh, non-consensual sexual experiences. And it is. Uh, it's hard to have those conversations without it feeling, you know, it delving into some uncomfortable territory, you know, and and they've known each other a long time and they have sort of a deep connection. Um, And so, yeah, there is a level of sexual tension, I think, that the two actors really portray in a really fascinating way that I I think is is, always, uh, it was something that was, you know, we were watching in the editing room obviously on set also, but trying to make sure the balance was always, was always correct for that because, you know, it, it's a dangerous space to play in. It's an opportunity to kind of explore your past, the influence it's had on them, but it's also in the present, in the moment as well. And just what are the boundaries? What are, what are the, you know, where are they going to go? Where are they going to end up? And I, I just thought it, it's hard to say the word, I don't know if this pro- is sexy, but it is, but it's also deeper than that. It's the it's the psychology of sexuality that I think mm-hmm. that comes through in the sexuality. That makes sense. That makes sense. And I love that. Um, yeah, it's there, there's just there's a the there's a sexual tension, there's a sexual danger, um, and there's a sexual freedom that are all sort of coexisting together. <laughs> Yes, they are. And just in closing, because there's other cinematic elements, and I love the illustrations. I love the chapters. I love the illustrations. The animation is a better way to say that. Uh, I just thought it just it it moves along, and it's a it 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 really does. The pace of it's wonderful. The the tension can't say enough. Just uh, animation. Just go. Let's talk just for a second or two about that. Love yeah, absolutely. I, I worked with Neely Goniadsky is the animator, and she is someone who I had met years before, but never worked with. And I just love in her work. I think she is so good at portraying emotion in a way that like these memories of trauma, some of the memories are not, uh, they're not all traumatic memories in the animations, but a lot of them are. And um, in my research about trauma, there was conversations about how often 
you don't really remember these things in a linear A to Z kind of a way, you remember them as sort of moments and flashes and images. And so that really informed the way we approach the animation. And, and I thought um, Neely's work is she's so good at, at portraying that that emotional truth in yeah. that work. And I, and so that was what we were going for with those. Absolutely. And, and it's great. It's great. Uh, again, the, f- the film is called I'll Show You Mine. Uh, it is opening here in Los Angeles at the Arena Cine Lounge on Friday, June 23rd, also opening at the Cinema Village in New York City and on VOD, all on the same day, the 23rd. You're in town here in Los Angeles on Saturday night. Oh, that would be the 24th. And had a great time with this film. Wonderful stuff. Thank you very, very much, Megan Griffiths. Thank you so much for your time. I uh, hope you come back again, whatever and whenever that may be, but uh, I can't wait. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio. Film School Radio.